Hey folks, it's Laura. Welcome to Spirituality Unpacked. Today we're talking about something that has come up for me in the last couple of days. And that's this concept of fitting in, um, or the reverse, which is hiding, um, and how that showed up for me, and what it looks like uh, for you and how we deal with it and what the process is and all of that good stuff. So let's get right into it. Um, because this is an important topic. I think a lot of people hide, um, because they worry about what other people are going to think. They worry about, um, um, what might happen if they do something. They, they worry about, what it looks like, how people are going to feel. They, we shrink, we shrink to fit, right? We try to make other people comfortable with us. And the reality is, of course, that that's, that's not our job. That's not what we do. That's not what we're supposed to do, but we all do it. <clears throat> so for me, this um, goes back way back now to when I was in grade school and I was bullied as a kid, right? So, and I talked a little bit in my blogs about how I never really fit in and um, I didn't really have any friends from like grade five through grade 10. I really didn't have any friends. Um, I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody really. Um, I was picked on a lot, but I, I had nobody, I had a lot of people avoid me, but I had nobody that would really go out of their way to be friends with me. And it wasn't until I actually uh, jumped schools after grade 10 um, and went to the public high school, the local public high school that I, I, I started to gain friends and I started dating. But then at the same time, I also started to deal with depression um, and the pain of the previous years, the experience that I'd had over the previous years. So that was a big deal. Um, and so although I had more or less through the depression dealt with the major trauma, I hadn't it caused a lot of behaviors, right? And so it's the behaviors that we're kind of talking about. So what did that look like as I became an adult? I sort of watered myself down a little bit. I hid from a lot of things because I didn't feel like I had the ability to handle them. I, I questioned myself and my ability and my skills. You know, I, I had I had grown up with a lot of these ideas that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't okay, that I was making bad choices, that I was doing the wrong thing, on and on and on and on and on it went. And those things weren't true. Those those things were were not they were incorrect ideas. And so basically what happened was I was avoiding life, right? I was avoiding dealing with dealing with the stuff that was happening in my life. I was shying away from people. Um, I was just kind of not acknowledging anything that was going on, right? So now let's fast forward this so that we're not here for 10, 10 years. Now in my work, it's kind of come in stages. So the first part of it was getting okay with, with sharing the experiences that I was having as I was having them. Right. And so that's been a lot of my writing and a lot of, a lot of what you see from me these days is, well, here's this thing I'm dealing with and, and, and here's all the stuff that I understand about it now. And here's how I fixed it. Here's how I worked through it. Here's how I, I quote unquote solved it. Here's, here's the thing. Here's how we changed the behavior. Right. So I got, I got better at sharing, 
right? Because I never shared anything. And the reason I never shared anything was because I was afraid of what people would think. My emotions, especially as a kid um, and in, into my early 20s, were, were never well accepted, right? I was never well received. My emotions weren't okay. My emotions were never okay. And so I I stored those away and, and I became almost robotic in nature in terms of my ability to hide how I was feeling. I just sort of avoided feeling anything in public ever. I The whole room could be crying and I would not be because it was my job to not feel. I squished absolutely everything and avoided all of it. And of course that came back to bite me, right? For a long time, right? I went through depression. I had a couple of suicide attempts like you know, that came back to bite me. And 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 as an adult, it, it turned into kind of nervous breakdowns every few years because I would be storing all of this stuff and I would just sort of fall apart, right? The cake would get too big and it would topple over and that was kind of how it worked. The pressure cooker lid would pop and that would be the end of that. So I avoided it all. And so I had to learn how to feel. And that was one of the things as I began to share my stories, I I also had to get okay with how I felt, right? But what I was doing in the sharing was still hiding to some degree, right? I was still hiding little aspects of my personality. I was sort of taking my personality out of it, it, and it was becoming more, um, more formal, right? The, The formal writing, the formal work, um, the formal teaching, right? Getting up in front of the classroom and, and sort of teaching on a formal level, right? And so um, I, I think I said it in the blog, one of the blogs that I wrote the other day is that it, it, it they said dumbed down. I got dumbed down in my head, but it was more watered down because I just wasn't using sort of the sarcasm and the personality that I have. I wasn't I wasn't using some of that to really um, make my work um, different. You know, I was worried about fitting in, right? I was worried about being normal, quote unquote. Well, we all know I'm not normal, right? That I'm, I can't play in that space. I, I don't do normal. I don't live a normal life. I have spirits that talk to me in my head all day, every day. I mean, most people don't live like that, right? <laughs> right? I'm not, I don't, I don't work normally. Okay, so why am I still trying to fit into this version of normal that doesn't even exist that I that I can't? It's like trying to. I think it was the blog. I said, you know, put on clothes that are five sizes too small. I I can't do it. I I don't I don't fit in that space. So why am I still holding on to these little behaviors? Right? And it's this fear of fitting in. So when it first came up the other day you know, and they were like, stop trying to be normal, right? And it showed up in the cards, and it was the Hierophant, stop trying to be normal, stop trying to fit in. And I was like, what the what the what the F are they talking about? Right? Like, what the heck is this? And I couldn't figure out what behavior they were trying to get me to correct right away, right? It took a it took me 1520 hours to kind of get to a place, you know, it was the next day before I kind of clued in and went, Oh, hey, wait, they don't want me to be so formal in my work. The watering it down piece, and I went, that's it. They want me to relax in the way that I speak, in the way that I teach this stuff, in the way that I write it. They want me to relax. They want me to be, 
They want me to use my personality a little more. They want me to kind of make use my humor, be sarcastic, right? Don't be so formal. Just say it. Just speak it. You know, I tend to be a little blunt sometimes. I tend to just say things the way they are. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not mean, but but I will say I will say it. Um, and so they kind of wanted me to be a little bit more upfront about it and stop trying to fit in or or make my work sound like everybody else's work, right? My work is meant to be unique and different and what I do and the way I come at it and how I, and the ideas that I present these days are different. They're unique to me. Nobody quite talks about it this way, right? Or at least not that I found. The, the basic concepts are the same, right? We all talk about the same things and we all talk about them in different ways, right? So it doesn't matter who you're listening to, whether it's Deepak Chopra, uh, Chopra, Joe Dispenza, um, whether you're listening to Kyle Cease, it doesn't matter if you're listening to Eckhart Tolle, it doesn't matter if you're listening to Matt Kahn, it doesn't matter who you're who you're following or who you're paying attention to. We all talk about the same ideas and we all kind of come at them slightly differently. And and that's that's the that's the key right there, right? So I've I've narrow down my focus and and how I come at things now. And my job now is to get comfortable in that and not try to make it fit somebody else's definition of what it should look like, right? It's mine and it's okay to be that and to have it that way and to 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 be me and be within that, right? And and not have it be a big deal. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of what's been happening. I've been working on this idea of fitting in, of not hiding of of getting okay with myself and then this morning um something else that the uh, this idea hit me it was this concept of of um healing doesn't have to be a big hairy deal right so the analogies that i use of course are the are the 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 box right the box is my favorite analogy each each individual trauma comes with a set of a set of things right uh, a box of trinkets and those trinkets are the memories those trinkets are the pain those trinkets are the behaviors the patterns the attitudes the ideas the beliefs the thoughts and things that come come up when we talk about um, when we talk about or bring up that memory. And so after a while, once you've, once you've felt the pain of, of that thing a couple hundred times, um, you, you don't, you no longer need to keep feeling it. It, it no longer needs to continue to be, to be a thing. You, you no longer need to keep, to keep fighting with it, to keep arguing with it, to keep having the conversation. But what happens is we get stuck in what I call the hamster wheel of pain. We get, we get caught in we recognize the behavior, right? So for me, fitting in, for example, hiding. We recognize where the, what the trauma was that caused that behavior, right? So I can go back to bullying in school and not being accepted, not fitting in in school and all of that jazz. Now I have a choice to make. I can decide that I haven't done the healing work yet. And I need to hold on to this pattern because I'm not ready to handle it because the thought of me being bullied in school still brings up some pain. Or I can decide that the way to deal, and, and by the way, when we do that, it's, it's just like adding another trinket to the box, right? So that's collecting trinkets when we say, oh, here's another pattern I've recognized and it's attached to this 
this this uh, bullying box that I have, and I'm going to put this trinket in the bullying box because that's where it goes, right? So we filed it away to do later. Now we're collecting trinkets instead of, you know, healing them and removing them and getting rid of them. Now we're collecting them. So instead of emptying the box out, we're doing the opposite, right? So here's where we get to make a choice now. I get to decide that I'm not going to add the trinket to the box, even though I know it's there and even though it's a, I'm, I, I could collect, even though I recognize where the trinket goes, I'm going to decide not to file it away. So what does that look like? That looks like me challenging the behavior and dealing with the behavior, fixing, quote unquote, fixing the behavior. And then that allows me to overcome the bullying, right? Because now the pain of the previous experience no longer has power because I've taken that away by correcting one of the behaviors that shows up as a result of it, right? And that, folks, is how we heal without dealing with all kinds of pain and trauma. So then I turn it into a little bit of a game. Now I make it fun for myself, right? So here's the challenge. How do I challenge this idea that I need to fit in? Well, for me, it looks like writing. So what do I do? I write a blog and I use my my freaking personality, <laughs> right? I show up and I talk like I talk and I write like I talk, right? And and that's how it that's how it, it it appears, right? And so you get something that sounds really, really different because I'm not formalizing it anymore. I'm just being real with you and saying what I say the way I say it. And if you don't like it, oh well, too bad. Right. So there's the challenge. Right. And that's how I get over it. I challenge that idea and then I can overcome it. Right. So then I free myself then that box no longer has control over me. I'm no longer sitting there staring, looking at that box, going, you're in my way, get out of the middle of the living room floor so that I can work, right? Now suddenly the box goes on the shelf and I stopped adding trinkets to it. I'm aware. I'm aware of my behavior. I'm aware of my pattern. And instead of trying to fix the past, I fix the present. Because I can't fix the past. The past is what it is, right? I have to deal with the present, right? The alternative, of course, is to go down the rabbit hole and start crying about being bullied and go through the process of dealing with the major trauma again. But then I'm still trying to fix the past. I'm stuck there. I'm still trying to correct the past. I can't fix the past. The past happened. It is what it is. And I felt the pain of that bullying hundreds and hundreds of times. And it's caused me depression. It caused me suicide attempts. It's caused me nervous breakdowns. It's caused me all kinds of things. Right? So, okay, am I going to stay there? Or am I going to say, you know what? I'm done with this noise. I'm out of here and move on. That's the choice I get to make. That's how this works. Right? That's the process that I get to be in. And you know what? That process isn't painful because then I'm just challenging myself to deal with these little behaviors. And I free myself up by just sort of saying, you know what? This doesn't need to be painful. I'm going to write a blog and I'm going to show up as me. Cool. What a new, what a novel idea that is. Who knew? Right? Okay. Right? That's not painful, nor does it have to be, nor should it be, right? I don't have to deal with the trauma that happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I don't have to deal with that noise. 
I get to go back and I get to say, okay, I'm just going to deal with it in the present moment. What's it showing up like, right? And then challenge myself to deal with the present moment instead of challenging or working on the past, which has no business affecting anything anymore, right? Because I'm not the kid that was bullied. I'm not that person anymore. So these are choices that we all get to make. And often we hide behind the pain of our traumas and decide and refuse to fix the thing in the present because we're hiding behind the pain of the past. So how do we do all of that? Awareness. It always comes back to awareness. It's, hey, wait a minute. Here's a thought. What what am I going to do, right? What What's the process? Where's the brain going? Well, the brain wants to hide behind the trauma because the brain and the ego are identify with the pain and the trauma. I am my pain, right? And why does it think that? Because of the behavior that the pain creates, right? So we act like wounded people, <laughs> right? And so it attaches to that. So then if I change my behavior and I change who I am, then I'm not that anymore. And the ego says, but I don't know what that means. I don't know who I am without the thing, right? I don't know what it's like to fit in. I don't want to try that, right? But it's just because it's something new. We're afraid of, of what happens if we do that new thing, if we try it. Well, what happens if I, if I, be a little more authentic and fit in. Well, the truth is dozens of you came out of the woodwork to tell, to, to support me. That's what happens. Right. That's what happens. Suddenly people come out of nowhere. They show up out of the blue. Suddenly I got people commenting on my stuff. I haven't seen yet. Right. Suddenly, suddenly I'm aware of people that were probably paying attention before, but suddenly were um, inspired to interact right? That's the difference. And that's, that's what that creates. That's what that created for me. Well, if I had hid behind the pain and decided that I was just going to fit in, I never would have had that experience. And that frees me to show up even further. Now I get to be even more authentic because suddenly, unlike the past where, my, where I wasn't accepted for who I was, now I am. And now I have enough power within me to tell people that don't like who I am to F off, <laughs> right? To go away. I don't need you here if you're not supporting what I'm doing and who I am and how I show up and the work that I offer, right? That's what it's all about. And back in the day, I didn't have the power to do that. I didn't have the power to stand up for myself. I didn't have the power to tell people where to go and how to get there and give them bus fare to do it. I didn't have the ability to do that. Because I didn't have the ability to do it, I allowed people to continue to treat me badly, right? I allowed the bullying to continue. I allowed people to continue to disempower me because I didn't have the power within myself to say, no, I don't have to accept that kind of behavior from you. 
And now I do, right? Now now I have it. So now it's like, no, I'm not putting up with that. If you're going to hang around me, then I am who I am and you get to deal with it. And if you don't like it, oh, well, there's the door. Bye. See ya, right? I'm not putting up with it no more. I don't have to, right? And through my work, the more, the bigger the audience gets, right? The more people I gather around me, the more likely it is that there's going to be people around that are quote unquote haters, right? There's going to be people around trolls, people that don't like my work, people that want to argue with me, right? And I have to have the ability to handle that. And so all of this goes together. All of this fits in. It's all part of the process. Getting okay within myself, deciding to be who I am and come out of the cage that I keep myself in. And you, you all have a cage, all of you, every single one of you has a cage and you keep yourself in it. And figuring out how to be okay being outside the cage without needing to defend myself. Just being able to tell people to go away, right? Being able to just block, not being bothered by other people, not being worried about how other people feel, not being so concerned about making myself shrink to fit, right? You're not shrink wrap. You don't have to shrink to fit. That's not how it works, right? You get to be who you are and you get to be okay with that, right? And nobody gets to tell you different, right? So I'm going to take this somewhere now because there's a thing that happens here. Because when we're in pain, we use this as a boundary, but it's an unhealthy boundary. It becomes an unhealthy boundary, right? So we're using boundaries to defend our triggers, right? So when we respond inappropriately, when we're jerks, when we do things that are unhealthy and not okay, when we lash out and hurt people, those types of responses come from pain, right? And, but people will defend that and say, well, this is just the way I am, deal with it. But what we have to recognize there is that we're just defending our pain. We're using, we're creating a boundary, an unhealthy boundary, to defend our trigger, to defend the pain, because we're not willing to deal with the pain yet. We haven't gotten that far. And so we just need to recognize that when that happens from other people, right? Some people are like, well, I'm just stubborn and that's just the way I am, right? But they're stubborn about all the wrong things, right? That's me. I mean, that's my story, right? They're stubborn about all the wrong things. That's just the way I am. And I used to be like that too. I was a stubborn old boot, right? But, and I defended it. All the time I would defend it. This is just me. Take it or leave it, right? I defended it. And of course, nobody wanted to take it, right? Because <laughs> I was a little bit of a bee, right? <laughs> right? Because I was using the stubbornness the wrong way, right? And I was defending my pain. And so when you defend your pain and you do it that way, it's unhealthy. When you're coming from a healthy place, when you're coming from a place where you're okay, where you're not defending your pain, where you're not defending triggers, right? And you're like, this is who I am. You're doing it in such a way it's healthy. It's respectful of other people. You're not being mean at all. There's no grudge. There's no bully. There's no, there's no anger behind it. 
You're just being who you are. Your personality shines through. And that's okay, right? That's the part where we don't argue with our ego, because that's what your ego is, your personality, right? So that's okay. But is your ego driven by pain? Or is your ego just free to be who it is? Right? And, and that's the question. So when we're driven by pain, we tend to do things that are more unhealthy. When we're just being who we are, when we've done a lot of the work and we're reasonably okay with ourselves, and there's always going to be stuff. Life, you're not meant to be perfectly healed. Life doesn't work like that. But when you're reasonably healthy and you've done a majority of it and you're okay, you're no longer coming from that place. And then the personality is quirky and funny and, and, and unique, you know, and different, but it's, it's happy. It's, it's okay. It's not a painful place to hang out. And so are we dealing with an ego that's, that's, that's hurt and pissed off, or are we dealing with an ego that, that is okay with itself, right? I think I'm okay this way right now. I'm not, I'm not arguing with me. I'm not arguing with the outside world. I'm reasonably okay, right? We're not going for perfectly healed. That's not a thing. It doesn't exist. We're not trying to do that. There's always going to be patterns and behaviors and life experiences that are going to, going to trigger different memories and, and, and things. And, and that's okay. And every time that happens, we just use that awareness to come back and say, okay, what do I need to do with it? Right? How do I, how do I deal with this? What's the process for me? Right? That's it. That's the whole kit and caboodle right there. Use the awareness to deal with the behavior that comes up. Right? And I, I've told you many, many times that I use my cards. That's how, that's how I how I work through my own stuff. I use my cards to do it, right? It was the cards that pointed out that I was still trying to fit in, right? It was the cards that point out that pointed out that I that I was still keeping myself in a little bit of a box and that I needed to free myself up. Right? So my con- my confusion, the mental confusion that I had was more about interpreting the cards than it was about figuring out what the heck, right? Than it was about actually doing something about it. I actually just had to figure out what they were trying to get me to do right? Via my cards. And then once I figured it out, it was easy to fix, right? It happened right away. It was a fast process at that point, because I'm not dealing with major trauma. I'm not collecting trinkets anymore. I don't put this stuff in boxes. I don't file it away. I just handle it when it shows up. And that's the benefit. The benefit of awareness is I can make that choice and I can make it actually consciously and just decide to be okay. And then I, I just see it as a challenge. It's like double dog dare you to, to fix this, right? And, the, and then the ego wants to say, well, who are you without that? Well, I'm just, I'm me without that. You know, it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. You know, just, I'm just going to be me and I'm just going to be happier and I'm going to be more okay in my own skin and it's not going to be a bad thing. I got nothing to lose at this point, right? So that's the process. That's what it looks like. You get to be okay in your own skin, right? That's what fitting in looks like. That's what being authentic looks like, right? So as it comes up, as it happens for you, where are you still hiding in your life? What does that look like, right? And then what's 
what's the behavior? What's the pattern? And how do you, how do you change it without putting new trinkets in the box, without hiding behind pain? Right? What's the opposite? Well, for me, it's just writing. So that's how I, that's how I settle into the new energy, right? And yesterday, I think I posted a couple of times that I was feeling a little bit like a fish out of water because I was pretty um, kind of new energy, right? I, I had kind of dismantled the cage that I had kept around me. And I was like, okay, well, now what do I do? Right? <laughs> and I really didn't know. I, I did get on a blog yesterday, but I was like, okay, okay, now what? Right? And I really just had to sit with it for a day. I really just had to let it kind of kind of sink in and absorb. I had to adjust to the sort of new energy that I had created around me, right? It wasn't a big traumatic experience. It wasn't a big thing. It was a big thing and it wasn't, right? It was new energy. It was a it was a it was a, a decent sized shift, right? But it's not, it wasn't traumatic. I just had to kind of settle back down into it again. And this morning now I have I have this to do, right? And I, I have an idea for something else that I gotta do, you know? And but it's that. It's that you know, and then the challenge in all of those things as I go forward, and even this morning was with this, with the podcast today, was to really get okay with who I am and challenge myself to uh, knock off the formality of it, right? And so um, the writing that I'm doing over the last couple of days has been much less formal. And that is the point, right? And I hope the podcast also sounds a little less, a little less formal too, right? What if I just show up with my personality? How does that work, right? Instead of getting into teacher mode or trying to put on a formal presentation, let's see what happens if I just show up as me. What does that look like, right? And so that's where we are, right? And that's what I've done, okay? And I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to do exactly the same thing. Get okay with who you are, without all the triggers, without all the pain, without all the trauma, without all the memories. Stop collecting trinkets. Get okay with who you are. Get out of your cage. You don't need to be in it anymore. It's not serving you. It's not helping you. You're free to roam, folks. You're free to roam. The cages at the zoo have all been unlocked, and you're free to roam. All right. Love to all, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Spirituality Unpacked. Um, There will be another episode on Monday. So I will talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.